welcome to Real Estate Real Talk. My name is Haley Bauer, and joining me today, as always, is Latanya Button. Coulter Ayler is here with us from BCS Air Solutions. We're coming to you from Bryan College Station, the heart of Aggieland. Today, we will be discussing HVAC inspections. The purpose of this podcast is to help educate you on the different real estate processes, as well as equip you as the buyer or seller to ask great questions to your agent. Thanks for joining us. So let's get started. We will be discussing what questions come up related to HVAC inspections. So Coulter, welcome to the show. Thank you. You and your dad have done several home inspections for our clients through the years. Um, you are super amazing at what you do. And for those that don't know you, uh, please tell us a little bit more about your company and yourself. Absolutely. So first off, thank you so much for having, having me here today. Um, we really appreciate the opportunity and, and appreciate the opportunity for both of you to allow us to serve your clients. Absolutely. My dad got in the industry when he was a teenager in high school, and naturally I followed in his footsteps. So together we have 55 combined years of experience in this industry. This industry is, is definitely something that you have to have a passion for as, you know, uh, getting in 150 degree attics and having extreme heat and cool. It, it's definitely something that is, is not for everybody. We have eight employees that work with us. Uh, we have an amazing staff. Becky, our office manager, does a great job from, uh, you know, basically smiling through the phone, making sure that the uh, customer um, feels the sincerity and and uh, she does a great job for making sure the customer is taken care of from A to Z. So I'm married. My wonderful wife, Samantha, I have three children, I have a 16-month-old, a 6-year-old, and an 11-year-old. So they definitely uh, keep us busy from Bible study to dance to really just running around the house. I mean, we we always have something going on. One thing that we really love is being able to help people serve our community um, provide the best customer service that we possibly can. And I'm glad to be here today. So um, let's get started with the um, with the process of the HVAC inspection. Yes, so ma'am. most of the time, the realtor is the one that sets up the inspection for the buyer. So talk to us about what information that you need from us, from the buyer, to get the home inspection scheduled. So the most important uh, piece of information is a service address. We have to know where we're going to perform the inspection. Uh, the additional pieces of information, we would need the realtor's information, such as email address, buyer's information, uh, phone number, email address, uh, the title company, if it's going to be billed to title company, which title company we need to send it to, uh, as well as the desired appointment times. I know that it's it's hard to arrange with homeowners, sellers, tenants. Yes. So really, whatever uh, works for you guys for a desired appointment time. Okay. And on average, what would you say like the, um, I guess, average HVAC inspection cost is just depending on, I guess, how many units are there and whatnot? So it's $150 for the first system and $125 for each additional. So typically, a 2,500 square foot house or below is going to have one AC system. So I would say on average, an HVAC inspection is going to be around $150. Okay. And when you first get to the home inspection, do you have like a system? Do you start in an area and work around? How do you do that? So we do. So the first thing that, that we always do when we get to an inspection is we introduce ourselves to the buyer. Um, we make sure to ask them if they have any questions or concerns. We go over exactly what we're going to be doing. That way they feel, com- feel comfortable um, with what we're going to be doing. Um, 
the inspection process actually starts before we even get to the property. So as soon as the inspection comes through our email, our office gets on Brazos CAD if the square footage is not put on the, the inspection request. And she looks up the uh, square footage of the home. She puts that into our scheduler so that we can see what the square footage is. And so really the first thing that we do when we get to the property, so we look at the square footage and we look at the size of the AC. Um, and we make sure that the AC is sized properly for the home. Yeah, because um, sometimes we've seen some where they're too small. Correct, Yes. correct. And so after we kind of go through that process, then we get started on the, the actual inspection. So the first thing that we do is we, we, we turn the system on. We make sure that the system is operating like it normally would under normal conditions. We work our way. We always start outside, um, check the refrigerant pressures, check the outside unit. We work our way inside into the attic, inspect the ductwork, the system. And basically, we're just visually inspecting the system and the components as they are operating under normal conditions. Right. And y'all, you'll typically get in the attic and check check the indoor system as well as the outdoor. And would you mind explaining those two different systems? Yes, to absolutely. Users? So you'll have your outdoor unit, which is your condenser or your condensing unit. The purpose of the, of the outdoor unit is basically to remove the heat from the house. Okay. Then you'll have your indoor unit. So you're either going to have a gas or a propane furnace and evaporator coil or you're going to have an electric air handler. It just depends on which type of heat that you have. Okay. And so the purpose of the indoor unit is to remove the moisture from the home, and then it blows hot or cold air into the home. So it, it really works together as a system. So if one component or one system is, is uh, one piece of equipment is not operating properly, it can affect the operation, the efficiency, or just the overall performance of the system. Right. And what would you say the typical lifespan of an AC unit is? And are there better brands out there than others? And what are they? And that kind of thing. So 15 to 20 years is typically the life expectancy. Now, there's a lot of variables in that. So preventative maintenance is a huge piece of, of the puzzle. So as long as you maintain your equipment, you take care of it, um, it's, it's typically going to last 15 to 20 years. So as far as the brands... AC manufacturers, kind of like car manufacturers, uh, there's there's people in the industry that have likes and dislikes of certain brands. As far as the brand that that we um, have grown accustomed to or, or have kind of gravitated towards is Bryant. So the reason that we like Bryant is because they have multiple um, system types for different applications. So you have multi-stage systems that if uh, you're worried about efficiency or cooling comfort, uh, humidity, things like that, that's where Bryant has the higher end or higher tier pieces of equipment. They also have uh, more economic, uh, economically friendly systems, such as just single stage systems. So the other thing that I really like about Bryant is they train companies like us on installation and service of their equipment. That's so cool. not only are we going in there um, and we have a relationship with the brand, but they've also taken the time to show us what is it designed to do, how does it function, and if it breaks, how do you fix it? And how do you fix it efficiently? So it's it's actually we're trained on um, those specific pieces of equipment. And as you get up into the higher SEER um, rating unit or the multi-stage units, um, there's a lot of training that goes into that. There's a lot of inverter boards. There's a lot of mechanical um, pieces of equipment that you really have to know what you're doing. So Brian does a really good job of 
training us on those aspects. Um, the other thing that I'm really big on is we have a local supplier here for Bryant, but then also they have a main distribution hub in Houston. So say it's the middle of July and your AC motor goes out. Well, you don't want to wait a week for that uh, piece of equipment to come from Indianapolis. So no. <laughs> um, it's very good to have a local supply chain here so we can get those pieces of equipment quickly. And I'm sure the client really appreciates that. Yes. Especially in the summer. Yes, especially in the <laughs> summer. So it's one of those time, things that time is of the essence. And so that that those are just a few reasons that we, we gravitate towards Bryant. Um, and the, the quality is just, um, it's one of the better systems out there. Gotcha. Okay. Well, and earlier in the week, you and I did an inspection. Some of those, you know, some things came up that I'm about to ask you about, but Tell our listeners, what are some of the common things we see on HVAC inspections? So we, we break it down in basically three categories. The first category is going to be something that is affecting the operation of the system. And what I mean by that is a refrigerant leak or a condenser motor that's not working, a run capacitor that's not working, something that is stopping the unit from cooling or heating or functioning properly. The second category would be something that is recommended. So something that is basically going to help the efficiency of the unit or add a layer of protection. So an example of that would be float switches. A float switch is going to help to prevent water damage if your drain line backs up. So that's going to be an item that, that we're going to recommend. It's going to be a recommendation. Yeah. Um, the third category would be something like a code item. Okay. So there's a couple of different um, with code items that's basically designed for new construction or new installation. So if, if a unit is already in place, it's grandfathered in. That, that means that you don't have to go and upgrade it to the current codes. Okay. Um, now, with that being said, there are certain codes that are overkill, but then there are certain codes that are in place for a reason. So one of those things that I would say is definitely is one of those things that as overkill is locking caps. I know you hear yeah. on every yes. inspection. Every single Locking line. cap is simply a service cap. So it's basically like the cap that is on your tire where you add air into your tire in your car. It's, it's the same style cap. It has a locking mechanism that locks closed and it's so nobody can tamper with your refrigerant system. I highly doubt anybody's going to walk in your backyard and, and tamper with your refrigerant system, but that's why it's designed. Yeah. That's why it's a code. So that would be kind of an overkill code. The A code that I strongly recommend to, to all the buyers is a carbon monoxide detector. So if you have a, a, a gas or propane heat, a carbon monoxide detector is required to be within 15 feet of a bedroom door. Well, that $25 or $30 carbon monoxide detector can potentially save your life, your kid's life, if your heater ever malfunctions. It can be a, a brand new heater that's six months old, or it can be a heater that's 30 plus years old. It's true. Um, so we always try to break it down in the categories, explain those categories to the buyer, um, just to where they fully understand, and then you know break it down to where, where it's easy for them. One of the common things that I've seen come up is that the um, unit's not big enough for because they've added a room or they've closed in a sunroom or the garage. And so, talk to me about why that's important. So we we do run across this, and a lot of it is somebody converted a garage. They took their existing system and they ran ductwork into the. 250 to 350 square foot garage. The reason that this is um, not a desirable idea is because your AC system is designed for the square footage that is currently there. 
So if you increase that, you're going to increase the runtime of the system. So it's going to run more. So it's going to shorten the life expectancy of the system. It's also going to put a strain on the system because it's running more. It's going to increase your utility usage and it's going to decrease your comfort level. So those are kind of four to five negative things if your system is not sized properly. So I always tell people, if you're going to enclose a patio or you're going to convert a garage, always get one of us out there to take a look at it. Look at your current system. Look at the square footage. And sometimes if you're two to 300 square feet difference, you can do that. It just it de- just depends on the systems that's there and the application that you're that you're trying to accommodate. Right. And if there are, you know, several repairs that come up and that are needed, you'll give us a quote on the report and help us relay that to the buyer. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. And that's one of the one of the biggest things typically when we're done with the inspection is, well, what does it cost? So as we're there talking to the buyer or the realtor, we always make sure to, to at least give a ballpark before we leave. That way they know about what to expect. And then once we get back and we actually type the report, there is an estimate on the, the report that's itemized out. So it just makes it easy during that process where you can go through things line by line, scratch out you know things like locking caps or you can prioritize uh, certain what's, what's, well, what's important. important. Right. Yeah. I love that y'all do that. It's so helpful it's very on our end. Yes. So, and of course, like we hope that this never happens, but there are occasions where it does um, on actually replacing the unit and y'all giving recommendations for that. So how do you typically handle that? And like, are you able to share like um, the typical cost of if you have to replace a unit? It does. So unfortunately, it, it does happen to where you do have to replace the system. So there's there's a few different factors in that. And whenever we're there doing the inspection, the few things that kind of go into that is the age and condition of the system. So typically 15 to 20 years is the life expectancy. So once you start to get to that um, end of life, so to speak, for the, for the AC and the cost of repairs start to add up, uh, you know, you might have a $2,500 Band-Aid to, to replace a leaking coil or to replace a, a motor. And so we always try to, to balance that out. Um, and, and if it's something where the cost, efficiency, and um, the age of the unit is not going to add up to the replacement then we always try to explain why we're recommending replacement. That way, it's not just saying, hey, you know, you need a new AC. Well, this is why, is it would be X amount to fix it or it would be X amount to replace it. And whenever we do the inspection, our main goal is to give the buyer as much information as possible and to protect their investment. Right, right. And, and if they're looking on the unit, can they, is there a way to, um, to see the date? How do you? There is. So there's different brands have different methods. So it's what you have to look for is the serial number. So there's going to be a model number and a serial number. And and every piece of equipment, your condenser, your furnace coil or air handler is going to have a name name tag or a name plate. And so the serial number, there's there's sets of numbers. And so if it was one, two, one, four, um, typically it's the second set of numbers is the date that it was manufactured. So if it was one two one four, that means the system was manufactured in 2014. Um, and then typically the first set of numbers one two would be December of 2014. Interesting. Okay. So now different cool. brands have their different ways of doing it, um, but you know one of the ways. Uh, there's so many different brands. You can say it's a Bryant. You can say Bryant. You can get on Google Bryant nomenclature is what it's called. And then that will pull up how Bryant 
categorizes their serial numbers or Goodman or Train, Linux. You just put it in there and then it'll tell you what to look for. Yeah. And that's very helpful for the buyer because then they can see how old it is and see even if it is running properly, right. how long it might be until. Yeah. Because sometimes they don't say that on the disclosure. They don't know how old it they is. They don't know. Whatnot. So. And we've also had it before where you know we go out and realtor or buyer will say, um, hey, this AC was just replaced two years ago. And then we go and we look at the the unit. The outside unit was replaced two years ago, but the inside unit is 35 years old. So that's something that we you know look at too. And and we always try to 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 give. Uh, sometimes you can't tell the exact age if the serial number is worn off, or for whatever reason you can't tell. But we always try to give a a rough estimate of of how old the system is. So after the inspection, you will send out a full report to the buyer. And what is the typical time frame for the buyer they can expect to receive that report? So this day and age, time is of the essence, especially when you are trying to uh, work a deal uh, right. with three and five, seven day option periods. So you always would get the report the same day. So typically, if we inspect the uh, house or the system early in the morning or the afternoon, uh, you'll receive that report early evening. And I know depending on the time of year, it might be a little bit more difficult to check the HVAC um, like in the wintertime. Would you say that's true? So on a day like today where it's cold and, and rainy, it definitely makes it uh, a little bit more difficult. It, it just adds additional steps to our process just to verify um, that the system is is really fully pressurized. That That's where it affects the inspection is whenever it's cold outside and wet, um, it affects the pressures because it, it lowers the pressures. So if it's cooler outside and the pressures are lower, we take additional steps to verify that there is no refrigerant leaks and verify that the um, temperature difference between the return and the supply in the home is where it should be. Gotcha. Okay. And tell us what are some things the seller can do to keep a well-maintained unit uh, like, what are some common things that they should do to maintain their system? First and foremost, have a preventative maintenance. So just make sure um, that, you know, have an AC company come out twice a year, inspect it before the summer, inspect it before the winter. Um, and and then to just uh, be an informed homeowner, pay attention, you know, listen to noises, listen to, um, you know, vibrations, make sure that the unit is is operating properly. Um, and really just, just, Pay attention to the system. Can people get on like a schedule with y'all that have it checked twice a year? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay. So we have a, a scheduler that our office puts your name in there. And whenever it's time, typically April is when we schedule uh, the summer PMs. And then typically around this time, October is November is whenever we schedule for the winter PMs. About how much is it for y'all to it's come out? It's 180 for the whole year. So $90 oh. a trip. Okay, cool. That's great. Okay, what types of new regulations are coming out soon that we need to be aware of? So there's actually a pretty big one. So January 1st of 2020 is the R22 phase-out date. So basically what that means is is if you had a system that was installed before 2010, typically it's going to have R22 refrigerant in it. Um, R22 is an ozone-depleting refrigerant. And so the phase-out means that it can no longer be produced or imported into the United States. So moving forward, what that means is if your system has a refrigerant leak and it's something where refrigerant has to be added in, we can still get the refrigerant. It just has to be a recycled refrigerant. But what that also means is with supply and demand, as the supply goes down, the demand goes up. So the repair cost 
may be more expensive than just replacement. Now, some companies um, have used this as a scare tactic to replace the systems now, but that does not necessarily mean you have to replace it. Um, It just means that it can no longer be produced or imported in. Okay, good to know. And then shifting gears a little bit, I saw on y'all's social media, you had something new come up where you're putting like smell good systems into yes. air ducts. Tell, tell me about that. So it is, I want to say it's a newer type of technology, but it's kind of the same systems that when you walk into, I know this isn't perfect, but if you walk into a casino and it has a certain smell or there's some furniture stores that, that use it as basically, it's called scent marketing. So when you walk into a place, there's certain you know, there's certain smells, there's certain colors, there's certain temperatures that typically will make people spend more money. So that's why they've invested in this scent marketing. Well, now it has hit the residential market. So we have these scent systems that we can install. And it's a simple install. It's a, it's a simple device that we just install it into the supply plenum of the AC. And you can pick um, from a variety of smells, uh, vanilla, uh, bourbon, um, all kind of smells that you can put in your system and you set it, you set the sensitivity. And typically those those scents will last from anywhere to one to three months, just depending on how much you use it. So for the holidays, they have fresh baked cookie smell. They have Ooh. all kind of stuff. So it's it's a, it's a great, great product. What about like fresh linen or apples? They scents? do. They have fresh linen. They have citrus. They have um, like coconut, you know, tropical uh, sense. So they're, uh, they're, they're, and, and it's one of those things where it just, just came out, you know, a couple of years ago. So as it kind of hits the market and, and, it, and it's around for, uh, a little bit longer, the, the prices will definitely start to decrease to right. put those in. What is the typical price now? Someone just wanted to do that. Yes. Said, hey, come do that. So the install just for the equipment and the installation, the labor is about 2000. Um, the scents last anywhere between one and three months, and typically the scents are around 100 to $200 for a 500-milliliter bottle. Okay, really cool. Maybe like for a home with pets or yes. something like that, that would be really good. Home with pets. And then one thing that we, um, just in one of our meetings a while back, we're talking about it. If you had a house, say a luxury house or something that was listed on the market, uh, and you could, it's it's something that could easily be installed, but it's something that could easily be removed. So if you had an open house or something like that, that you could, you know, add it into the system at that point. Cool. I like that. That's really neat. So last question for you. Um, you and your family have been here for a while. And what is it about serving the community that is that that you enjoy the most. You know, one thing that we really enjoy, especially with the HVAC inspections, is to help uh, the client during the most exciting but yet the most scary time of their life. So yes. they're making a huge purchase. There's a lot of information being thrown at them, and it, it's just you know it's um, very good to be able to help during that process. Okay. Uh, a lot of people don't fully understand the AC uh, portion of it, but yet it's. The, one of the most expensive pieces of the home. It is. So being able to, you know, establish that relationship, be able to help the help the buyer um, is one thing that really, really excites me and my dad. It's something that, um, you know, we're very passionate about and that trickles down to our staff. You know, customer service is what our business was built on um, and that's something that we pass down and that's something that we we strive to do in every transaction or every customer that we have. 
Yeah, y'all do a great job. And I, it is kind of hard for some buyers. Uh, they don't understand the HVAC right. and how it works, but y'all do a really great job at explaining it and putting it on a level that everybody can understand, I think. Well, I you. agree. So, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Coulter. Ma'am, thank you for having me. We definitely appreciate your expertise um, and serving our community for as long as you have. Well, that wraps it up for now. Next time, we will be discussing another exciting real estate topic. Thanks for listening. We're very excited for the opportunity to share the real estate processes with you all. If you have any HVAC questions and you'd like to reach BCS Air Solutions, please give them a call at 979-693-2984. If you have a topic you would like for us to cover, please email us at realtalkaggieland at gmail.com. As always, please check out our other podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And be sure to like our Facebook page. And when you have a real estate question, give us a call. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Real Talk.